hello and welcome I don't know what that singing was about so sorry I'm just so excited welcome back to the home sweet home podcast with Marissa I am your host Marissa O'Connor with the Charlotte Cole group at Keller Williams of Woodlands and today I am hanging out here at uh, my mom and dad's house while I'm recording I am currently hauled up in their guest room um, brought some additional lamps in here to help my lighting situation if you're watching this on video um, and if you are listening just audio just you know I, I would explain the room to you but it's just such a sweet cozy room because my mom is like the expert hostess of hostesses and the whole room is just cozy and amazing and it's going to be a great space for recording today I can already tell I am coming at you also in my It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown shirt because what what it's almost Halloween I'm recording this on a Tuesday but next Tuesday will be Halloween so I'm really excited about that um, are you guys gonna be dressing up as anything message me let me know what what's the Halloween costume vibes this year. I'm predicting a lot of Barbie. Um, my son is going to be a character from Paw Patrol. Predicting some Paw Patrol. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be, if I'll be anything. But, more importantly, back to why you're listening today. Which, if you are listening, thank you so much. Uh, today, I had to have a little heart-to-heart -heart with myself. I was like, Marissa, why, why are you recording this again? Like, I had to have a redirect with myself. Because when I first started recording these podcast episodes, I was like, you know what? I'm just really excited about podcasting. I've never done it before. And I want to reach people and help people understand the home buying process. And week after week, I've been doing that. Had amazing guests come in and speak to that. And I love when there's a guest with me because I just feel like the combined knowledge together is just so much more helpful to the listener than just me, myself, and I. But I try to always bring, you know, as much value to the listener as possible. And just today, I don't know, I was feeling kind of down on myself about podcasting. So if you're here, thank you again. Hope you enjoy it. Please like the podcast go like me on social I'm on Facebook the home sweet home podcast with Marissa and on Instagram home sweet home pod so follow me um, send me messages I would love to hear from you guys and and some of the things that you're interested about and what I should talk about next because guys we're almost at the end of the year first home book um, which is crazy I mean this book is thick and we've covered so much material so I'm looking forward to um, beyond this book, what this podcast will look like, and you know, I'm gonna probably give you some more information on that later. For now, today's episode is all about chapter eight, which is closing. So, to highlight what we talked about last week, um, we had the fabulous Melissa Floyd with all the Floyd Agency, Allstate Insurance, come in. And she spoke to us about some insurance things that, you know, you need to know as a homeowner. So thanks again, Melissa, for joining us because that was 
truly amazing. And um, we're wrapping up now here, like where we've been talking about the home buying process. Like we're getting to closing. Woohoo, party hats. Like good vibes, good times happening. And what you as a buyer need need to know about what's happening at closing. So the number one thing above all else, if your current realtor isn't telling you this, let me just say it real, real loud for you to hear. Do not, do not make any big purchases when you are leading up to closing on your home. Um, we've heard horror stories from other agents. Uh, I'm sure lenders could give you horror stories about uh, helping people close on their home and they get to the closing table and they pull up in their brand new car which they bought on credit or even if they bought it in cash it, it, it can change things so like if you're getting a loan on a home your debt to income and everything and your credit all of that have significant impact on the loan you qualify for so if you make big purchases right before closing it could affect your ability to purchase the home so above all else stay in control of your finances and the next big tip for this time period is just you need to be returning all phone calls okay to your lender right now to your realtor to title if people are trying to reach out to you right now that you've been working with to get all the paperwork settled and everything set up for closing return those calls do not delay because there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of people that work together to make your closing happen and if there is any sort of delay it's not just like one person waiting on you it might be like one person and then the next and that affects like five more people on what they're able to do so be getting back promptly to your agent your lender title and then also at this time you just need to be communicating with your realtor really on a weekly basis what's going on what's happening this week um, some agents have like some sort of correspondent set up that will let you know like when you reach certain milestones in the transaction by email that's great that's wonderful but just be checking in with your realtor if they're not checking in with you let them let you to let you know what's going on um, and then yeah so several days oh this is number four I'm, I'm here on page 203 by the way in the your first home book and on number four it says several days before closing Confirm with your agent that all documentation is in place and order. Should, yeah, agree. Number five, obtain certified funds for closing. So what certified funds mean are um, funds that are available. Let me just go straight to this, to this um, definition here. Certified funds, when you're buying a property, you can't just whip out your checkbook at the closing table. You will need to pay your down payment and closing costs with certified funds with the financial institution. Certified funds are important in a larger transactions like real estate for one simple reason. Unlike a regular check, certified funds can't bounce. So they're certified, which means there's a guarantee that they are there. And this prevents any faulty funds from creating a snarl in the transaction. So um, that's important. Need to have that so you can actually close and there are no hiccups. Um, back on page 203, this little checklist I have here, it says number six, conduct a final walkthrough. 
So final walkthroughs here are pretty common. Um, I know that Sharla normally schedules the walkthrough with her clients the day before closing or the morning of if they can't make it the day before. And it's just walking through to make sure uh, if you've had any um, repairs that you've negotiated with the seller that the repairs are done, um, that you know the house is empty or looking pretty empty and ready for you to occupy. Um, want to make sure that there's if the sellers have already moved out that you know there's not any holes in the ceiling no nothing from us if there's like been a recent storm you want to make sure there's no damage there um, just want to make sure that the sellers haven't damaged anything when they've moved out and 99.9% .9 of the time everything is fine but there's always a 0.01% chance that, you know, something could happen and can happen. And not because the seller is trying to be nasty or maybe just an accident happened. The seller maybe had been moved out of the home for several months, you know. And from the time that you viewed the home to the time you're closing, um, there's been a leak. Um, there's been hail damage, you know, and there's a hole in the roof. Things like that. But that rarely happens. Probably won't happen to you. But... Final walkthroughs, they're important for those reasons. So whenever we're reaching closing, your lender's doing a ton of work. You know, from the moment that you go under contract to close, it's it's big, big moves happening for the lender. So, you know, like they've ordered an appraisal to confirm the value of the property. They've ordered a survey to confirm the legal boundaries and entitlements of the property. Um, title company is doing a title search to verify the owner for ownership of the property and uh, most likely you'll have obtained title insurance to protect against mistakes in the title search. So I hope that I'm able to bring Frontier Title in on an interview because one, they're amazing and two, they just have so much knowledge about title and I just, it's, it, there's always something to learn and grow from so I really hope that I can have Brenda or Angel come on the podcast. I will be reaching out to them soon. Um, so yeah, your lender's doing a lot of steps leading up to it. Um, talking about an appraisal, if you don't know what that is, um, let's just hear, I'm going to read here from 204. This will explain it much better. Imagine a buyer takes out a $300,000 loan on a home and promptly defaults. So this means that they can't pay for it anymore. If the lending institution can't resell that house for at least $300,000, it loses money. So protect against that to protect against that possibility, your lender will, will require an independent appraisal of your home's value before finalizing your mortgage. So an appraiser does exactly what you and your agent did when you were deciding how to offer for your home. They compare the property you're buying to others in the area in terms of size, condition, location, and amenities. And in most cases, appraisers generate a reasonable fair market value, one which falls in the same range that buyers discover. However, every once in a while, it happens that appraisers think homes are worth less than what the buyer and seller have agreed to. So... This can happen for several reasons, it says. For instance, perhaps the seller made an addition without getting necessary permits, so the appraisers can't legally count that new square footage in the home's value. Or the buyers in fast-moving markets may offer more than the asking price um, to make sure their offer is accepted. We've seen a lot of that, you know, in the COVID market years. So... 
When your lender won't write a loan for more than a home's appraised value, your appraisal comes in low. You'll have to figure out a way to cover the gap. So let's say, for example, here, still reading out of the book, let's say you're under contract for a $350,000 home and you plan to put $70,000 down and borrow $280,000. If the property appraises for $340,000 and the lender will only lend you $270,000, you have to come up with the shortfall and pay an additional $10,000 down to close. And in situations like these, sometimes the seller will negotiate with you. Um, sometimes the buyer pays the extra cash or sometimes the buyer and the seller split the difference. It's all negotiable. So, or, you know, last circumstance here, you can uh, dispute the appraisal if you believe that it's not accurate and the lender can order another appraisal. So, all of those are viable options um, and something that does happen every once in a while. And surveys. So, the survey is just the boundary of your your lot on your property. So, and, and whenever... Homes are like in a brand new community. It's clear to see like where the boundary is of the home. But over time, people build sheds, they make additions to their homes, they put up fences. And this is where surveys are really important um, to have done new because sometimes the seller will offer that you can use their survey, but that's there's like a whole copyright thing where sellers are you know when they have a survey done there is a spot in the contract where it says the seller's survey could be used and they provide a t47 which is a form that just is stating that there have been no changes that they know of or if there have been changes you know to the structure they list it out and they sign in they have it notarized and this is presented to the title company and the lender and see if it's acceptable um, technically, you can get into some copyright issues because when the survey was done for that seller, it was done for them in their name, and having the use of it done again goes against copyright law of the survey company. So, it's just safe to say and a good practice to order a new survey. And I recommend this to all buyers that they just purchase a new survey for themselves so they have that peace of mind that um, that the survey is accurate, up to date, and you know, you can keep it for yourself and future use if needed. And something that it brings up too in the book is that there are times when things don't go to plan. Um, sometimes when you're down to the wire at closing, just some things fall out and and sometimes closings are delayed or they don't happen. And while it's frustrating if, you know, you don't get to go to closing and move into your home, which is awful and we don't see it a lot, but it does happen, um, that the good news is that a lot of the work has been done. You've got a great team behind you, agent, lender, and you know even title company if you're deep into title on a property that you can negotiate using on the next deal that are willing to you know be there for you help you and and make things happen so just keep a positive attitude should something not work out like how it's supposed to at least in your mind as the big day approaches 
Confirm with the appropriate parties that you have everything you need in order to close and transition smoothly into your new home. This will include the following. A settlement statement, certified funds, evidence of insurance. So the settlement statement is also sometimes referred to as a HUD or a closing disclosure. And the closing disclosure is just a line-by-line -line breakdown of the cost associated with purchasing your home. And it lists out the terms and conditions of the settlement you and all the other parties have agreed to. So while it can be, you know, tiring to, you're, you've seen so many documents and you've learned so much at this point to just roll over and, you know, not really pay attention. But it's very important now, more than ever, that you, you're close to the finish line. Don't give up. Pay attention to each line. Make sure you understand everything. Ask your agent to go over it with you. If there's something you don't understand or you believe is incorrect, reach out to your real estate agent immediately. Um, oh, here is a great tip too. So we talked about final walkthroughs a little bit. Here is some questions for the final walkthrough that you should be asking yourself and the agent. Is the house clean and are the seller's possessions removed? If not, when will they be? Um, are all the required repairs made? Did you request and receive documentation of when repairs were made and who made them? And do you have all the items needed for the house? Codes, openers, manuals, warranty information, etc. If not, when will you receive them? So those are just good things to note because, like we said, there's a lot going on, a lot of excitement. You may forget, so just remember those things. Um, and then here on closing day, hooray! You're going to sign your name. 500 zillion times. <laughs> I'm only exaggerating a little bit. You'll sign a lot. Um, and the person who is closing you may be the escrow officer, most likely the escrow officer. It says here, the settlement agent who runs the show may be an attorney, a representative of a title company, or someone else entirely. So it just varies on, you know, what you've got going on. Most likely it's the escrow officer. Now, Sharla always attends all of her closings um, that she can, not, you know, if they're not closed by notary and they're out of state or something crazy like that, she's there to make sure that the buyers, if they have any questions, that she addresses them and can clear up any confusion that there may be. Um, but during this closing process, you know, you're going to finalize your mortgage, you're going to pay the seller, you're going to pay your closing costs, you're going to transfer the title from the seller to you, and make arrangements to legally record the transaction as public record. So you may get the keys immediately, or the key handover might take place after the funds clear and the transaction is legally recorded, or based on what's in your contract. So there's a spot where at closing where it says, you know, um, Possession will take place at funding and closing, or there's some other options, or whatever's negotiated. So yeah, and you're a homeowner. It's crazy. It goes by really fast. I remember when we were at closing, when Reed came in, and we talked about it a little bit on the podcast. It was quick. We signed a bunch. Um, if they offer you water at the title company, take the water. <laughs> if they offer you snacks, take the snacks. Um, be paying attention to everything the, the escrow officer or the closer who's helping you is saying. If you don't understand anything, ask questions. If you need something repeated, ask them to repeat it. They're there to help you. They know these documents backwards and forwards, and um, you should be working with hopefully a very trusted title company to close you. We highly recommend Frontier Title The Woodlands because like I've mentioned, they're amazing. And yeah, there's there's still, if you can believe it, I know I just talked about closing, but there's still more to talk about. So we're not done with this book yet and I'm gonna bring in some more people to discuss closing and um, 
and other aspects of getting into your home. And I can't wait to bring them to you. And yeah, that's I think that's all I'm going to cover today. So thank you so much for listening. Rate, like, subscribe to my podcast. So that's the best way to support me on my podcast journey. And I hope you guys have a beautiful and blessed day. Love ya. Bye.